Lay me down and sing to me again Shut my eyes with a song that will never end Write it on my mind with that golden thread There's some things you don't forget Good morning. How's everyone doing? How are you guys doing? Hope you're doing well. I missed you dearly. Welcome back to the morning show. It's not live. It's much different. Did a little fancy intro there. How about that? Some music playing. Jeffrey Martin. Love him. I shouted him out on a um, World Series watch along. Someone asked my favorite albums and I, I mentioned his. And... Then I got a DM from him saying, like, thanks. And my manager was watching, and that's awesome. And I was like, I mean, he's not like a huge artist. No disrespect to Jeffrey Martin. He's one of my favorites, my most listened to. But um, it was like starstruck. I was like, oh, shit. Very exciting. Very exciting. Um, Love Jeffrey Martin. So anyway, welcome to the New Morning Show. And this is the first episode of the New Morning Show. We were supposed to have an episode coming out last Monday, but... Things didn't work out. I'm on staycation. Producer Ant, who's going to help out on the morning show, um, a little under the weather, but there's an ad attached to today's episode, so we have to do it. So it's kind of going to be hodgepodgey because I'm still on staycation. So there's going to be a bit of me talking here and then some stuff me and Ant recorded last week that we couldn't use. And I'm going to, but we had to do it today because there's an ad attached. That's right. Today's episode is brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle 101BL101.com. We met these guys when we went out to the Easton trip last November. So about a year ago today. Awesome guys. We've been trying to work with them for a while. We love what they do. They love what we do. They got the best baseball apparel out there. They are the fastest growing brand in baseball from best-selling items like Buzz the Tower hat and the Ghost Windbreaker to baseball jewelry you can wear on or off the field. Jewelry is a word that my childhood speech impediment still like nags at me like, oh yeah, am I saying that right? Jewelry, jewelry is the, you know, the L and the R combo tough L then R back to back for a kid like me tough, but I think I did okay with it. You can always rep the game while wearing clean, high quality designs. Check out baseball lifestyle at BL 101.com this holiday season and give the gift of baseball baseball. It's more than a game. It's a lifestyle. So thanks to them. Go check them out. But I could do. When Ant and I sat down earlier, we discussed what the show is going to look like, how it's going to be, and all of that. And instead of repeating myself, I will just throw it to that right now. I was actually going to cancel morning. I was going to be like, I can't do it. I can't commit to it. It's too much of a hassle. Um, because the format of like being live every day at a certain time. You can't miss that. And I was the main uh, pre-production person, so I'd make the graphics. I, you guys know if you watched, and I was just too much. Like, I can't wake up and then spend the first two hours of my day prepping and organizing and dealing with the tech. Because, uh, to be honest, I just we needed to carve out a time to, like, make breakdowns. Because what makes the company money makes the company money. And right now, this doesn't. But anyway, 
talked with producer Ant. He came up with a great idea, a new format to try and make this work, and uh, I liked it. I didn't even have anywhere close to this in mind, so I appreciate you, Ant keeping it alive. If you're happy, you thank him. So what we're going to do is it's not going to be live. We'll, we'll air it as a live stream on YouTube, I guess, so like a premiere so you can like chat along as we go because I love our chat community. But during the week, um, I will just step into the studio when we find 10 minutes of time, 20 minutes of time, and talk about a topic, a rabbit hole, a book, a movie, a song, whatever I'm like into that isn't baseball, Yankees, and everything else. Uh, and we'll just run it, and then the show will be a collection of those sit-downs, I guess. Uh, so, you know, I told uh, a chat of uh, our avid supporters, COB, about this, and they were excited about all the different outfit changes. Like, so we're going to see you in four different hoodies and one hat in the exactly. same video. And I was like, yep, that's it. So this is one hoodie, same hat. Might move on from the tourist hat, but I don't know. what. The, do you know that the more well, you know, because you edited, the morning folk call themselves the tourists. Do you oh, know that? I didn't know they, you had a... They have a name for A them. name for your fan. Because this, I always wear the tourist hat, but then also because we visited a new town each day. Yeah. So those kind of made sense. So, yeah, they call themselves the Taurus. So, morning to all the Taurus out there. Thanks for joining. Morning. Yeah. Um, so, basically, we have, like, a Google Sheet. If I do a rabbit hole or read a book passage or song, I put it up there. Then Ant knows about it. You can kind of prod some questions my way. He'll be a, Ant will be a voice on the show uh, with me here. And then what else? I want to do questions. Since there's no live chat, I love engaging with everyone that listens and talking. So, Mailbag questions, uh, I want uh, morning at johnboymedia.com, M-O-R-N-I-N. Let's see, like Yankees questions, no, because we'll do those on Talking Yanks. Baseball questions in general, no, Talking Baseball. So I guess it's, we'll see what the questions become and if we get any, but I would guess it's more about me, about the company, about behind-the-scenes stuff at the company, if you're interested in that, or just... Other music, other songs, other towns. I don't know. The other thing I want to do is I want to do a segment um, where someone send us, email us about your hometown or about a town because I love the Americana seeing all the different towns. Like during the election stuff, they're going to each county on the map. And I was like, damn, there's so much shit out there. So many different versions of America. Like everyone has a different version of America in their head. And I, you know, if you watch the old morning, I love local festivals. Like, what's your town's festival? Like, we had, like, a peanut festival. We had a raspberry festival, a uh, wine festival. We had so many different festivals during the course of the original morning format. Yeah. Or, like... Political festivals, too. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, what's your, uh, what's, uh, you know, your town's biggest lore? Like, what's the, the story? What's the uh, murder or just, like weird historical story or something. So that could be something too. If you have a town you want to shout out and talk about morning at johnboymedia.com. So I, I think that's that explains the new format. Did I miss anything? No, I think you're good. All right. Let's talk some TV shows. Let's talk some movies. I'll keep this quick. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how in the weeds I can get. Cause not everyone has like, you know, watching the same shows. I don't want to spoil stuff. So I'll just say that good Lord bird on Showtime has been really fun to watch. I caught up. There's one episode left. 
and it comes out. Well, by the time this airs on Monday, I think it will come out on Saturday or Sunday. So I'll have finished it. I hope I like the ending. I know what's going to happen. It's a true story. It's based off history. It's not a true, true story. It's a, a historical fiction, but a lot of true events about John Brown and the raid on Harper's Ferry, um, which I wrote a whole thesis paper on. Um, but it's really, it, it's not, it's from the perspective of a, a uh, black boy who gets mistaken as a girl and has to wear a dress and travels around with John Brown the whole time. So it's like very satirical. There's very, there's humor in it, but it's also very real and, and, and sad. John Brown's a fascinating figure because he was a psychopath with a good message. Uh, he's a soapbox preacher with a great cause. And then he freed like 11 slaves, but he also um, had a lot of people got killed because of his actions. He killed people. Ethan Hawke plays John Brown. It's really good. I won't go too into the way. I could talk about John Brown a lot. I think we did a whole episode on Laughs from the Past of John Brown, so you can check that out there. So good Lord Bird's been really good. Fargo, season four. Been watching that with Caitlin. We're going slow because we're watching it together. I would have crushed it already. I'd be all caught up, but we had to go a little slower. Um, I'm really enjoying it. I really like Fargo. I just like the whole tone and theme. I'd check it out. Jason Schwartzman and Chris Rock are the two leads. And Andrew Bird, if you're a music fan and you know him, he's in it as well, which is interesting. But two comedic actors playing serious roles. Schwartzman is crushing it, and his comedy shining through a little bit. Chris Rock isn't, in my opinion. His comedy's not shining through because he's not trying to be comedic, but he's also not acting, so it's just kind of a very one-note, right-down-the-middle bland. That doesn't ruin the show, though. Um if you're watching any of those, reach out. Let's talk about it. Maybe we'll do a we'll talk about it later. I watched the first two seasons of Kingdom on Netflix, which is a good family drama. I mean, it's based around MMA and and fighting, but it's not, you know, I mean, it's like that's like saying Friday Night Lights was a football move football show. And they're very similar. And same with Parenthood. Whoever did those, uh, it seems like they're in the same ilk. Also, great soundtrack. Just phenomenal soundtrack. But I finished the second season, which was 20 episodes, which clearly the first 10 and the second 10 were two different seasons. And they came out, the first 10 came out one year, the second 10 came out another year. So I have no idea why they build it as one season. Why don't you just say season two is the first 10 episodes, season three is the next 10 episodes, instead of saying season two is full 20 episodes. I have a lot of questions for the producers of Kingdom. Why the fuck did you do that? It's weird. Is clearly two different seasons. Anyway. I think that's all. I think that's all I've been watching. I gotta figure it out. There's there's so much stuff I want to watch. Queen's Gambit. I started that because everyone's raving about it. I watched the first episode. It looks like it's gonna be pretty good. Looks like it's pretty good. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll do that next week if I finish it. Um, Ant and I talked about the new Borat a lot. So I like the new Borat, but Ant and I had a, a bit of a conversation last week. So I'll just throw that in right here. What do you think of Borat? Borat, I thought was really good. Borat's just impressive to me. And like how, like the movie making of it always impresses me. I was fun. It was funny. We we got gummied up in Dallas after the games were over. And we we're like, finally, let's just do nothing. Because we had done baseball every night. Um, we watched Borat, Jake, myself, Zach, BBD, but he doesn't indulge into the gummies. Um 
I thought it was funny, but I'm still, it's it's like as funny as it is sad. Like, it's funny, and then it's like, oh, shit, this is sad. Like, just yeah. a bad, as a black guy. Borat, are, Borat movies are black guys for America, and, and the biggest black guy is that I don't think people realize that. Like, I think the first Borat came out, and I don't think Americans realize, like, where the joke. Yeah. Like, like where the joke. <laughs> like, like, it's not a, a movie making fun of, like, Kazakhstan. It's a movie making fun of America. I think in like back in 2007 when the first part came out, I don't think people realized that for a while. Now it's very obvious because the everything's heightened the political climate. But and this one was much more obvious and on the nose about Republican America, right? Yeah, that's how I felt. But it was still crazy. And that girl de- deserves an award. The female Whew. killed the role. She's trying. There, uh, Sasha's trying to like get her nominated or something. I mean. After that that scene with Giuliani. I know. That's crazy. But it's also like he was clearly doing microphone stuff, I think. Like, like he... You think so? I think so because he's just old, man. He can't move. Also, Giuliani's body is weird. He's like the penguin from uh, Batman. He's like all messed up, body shapes and stuff. But he's, I think he's laying back and tucking in his shirt after taking off the microphone. But, uh, Why was he taking off the microphone? Microphone, though. I think they were done. I don't know why. I don't know. He got got. You know, like, he shouldn't have just said no, but... Um, yeah. Super weird. But I, I'm just more impressed by the filmmaking of it. Like, they write on the fly. Uh, if you didn't see it, like, there's one scene where they go to, like, a bakery, and she eats a cupcake with a little baby yeah. figurine on it. But they couldn't have... They couldn't have wrote that, because they had to find a real bakery that sells baby figurine cupcakes and then yeah. she fake swallows the baby then that leads to a whole thing where they go to um like they try to get an abortion but the guys they're anti-abortion even though she's been raped by her own father or by a dumpster like they're blood yeah. i remember but like you don't you can't write that you have to they write on the fly like they have to go to that bakery and someone has to scout it out and be like okay they got this okay what can we do with that okay that can lead into this that can lead in it's crazy what i'm amazed by is how they get the the rights to use like people's faces during this. So what they do is because the woman who was the babysitter, yeah. who was like one of the good voices in the show, she came out. They like did a fundraiser for her. Like they've raised like fifty grand because she's jobless right now or something like that. Oh really? Uh, and she said that they they tell people it's for a news segment on Kazakhstan TV, and it's only going to air overseas as like a local news show. So they know they're being filmed or something. They just don't think it's ever going to see the light of day. And they don't think maybe this is actually a major American movie. So she had no idea. She really thought that girl was like, I mean, in chains and stuff. She was like, what a relief. I was worrying about her this whole time. That's how it was coming off in the movie. Yeah. Nuts. Uh, But they're like raising a bunch. Because I like that they showed some nice people. Like when he went to the, the Jewish temple and that lady, like she was dressed so ridiculous. <laughs> and the lady, I think she passed away as well now. Uh, wow. Since it happened, I think that I read that Sasha actually told her like the truth and like what it was, so she didn't feel gotten. Yeah, when he he went to the synagogue. Yeah, that lady. I don't know. I could be wrong on a lot of that, but I thought that's what I read. But the filmmaking blows my mind more than anything. Like, how did they write all that? How did they weave it together? How did they get the paper mache 
running of the paper mache things at the end. Like, you know, some of the stuff was from five months ago. Yeah. Movies usually don't flip that quickly. I mean, it was a good movie. So the execution paid off. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. Time to talk some history. I went down a historical rabbit hole last night, and I was actually giddy because I, I, I was giddy. It's like, oh, my God, this is exciting, something to do. I have no idea what to do with myself on staycation. Uh, yesterday, Katie actually told me that I was stressing her out because I was just pacing. She said that uh, I was bringing bad energy to the house. She said she's worked from home for a while. She's fine with it, but I'm just stirring and giving bad energy. That's how much I don't know what to do with myself. All I've done is just think of new projects. At the, try to produce a trivia show, try to write a new book, try to make a breakdown here, a breakdown there, try to write a stats that exist that don't matter, try to write this, try to write that, uh, new idea, tons of business meetings that we have coming up, board meetings, and staycation, man. And I'm out of gummies, which is like my only true, hey, turn your brain off flip I have. So I've just been stirring. So I was excited to find a historical rabbit hole last night. Are you guys ready? I'm going to try and do this in layman terms. The problem is I don't know how to pronounce the damn names. And then that makes it hard for you guys to keep up, right? So the two, the, the main guy we're talking about, I'll just tell you his name here. And sometimes when I read a book and there's a name and I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce that. I just kind of do the initials in my head while I'm reading the book so it doesn't trip me up. We're talking about Pierre Beaumarchais. Beaumarchais is, I think, how you pronounce it. Um, Pierre Beaumarchais and the American Revolution. If that doesn't sound interesting to you, I promise it's more interesting than you think, but no guarantees that you'll enjoy it. Uh, I'll try to tell it in an interesting way. From what I gathered last night, there was this dude, Pierre Beaumarchais. He is basically the Benjamin Franklin of France at the time. He was an inventor. He perfected the pocket watch. People were just walking around with pocket watches that weren't accurate, and he d perfected the timing device to perfect it. He wrote plays. Uh, Figaro is like a three-part play that's still an opera or something. Not familiar, but apparently that's his most famous claim to fame. He was a socialite. He was a spy. He was uh, had the hand of the king, or you know, had he was in the presence of the king of France. Um, he is the Benjamin Franklin of France. Just a lot of different roles. So he gets into trouble, and the trouble he gets into directly leads to the Americans winning the revolution. So that's the step one and the step end step. And I'll connect the dots for you. He's got this business partner. His name is Duvenet. And he's an old man that fronts all of his ventures, and they have a deal, and he lends him money, and I'm going to get Beaumarchais. I'm going to get you rich. That's what Duvenet says. Duvenet dies, okay? When he dies, Beaumarchais owes him 75 grand. He's in debt to him, but the old man died. Beaumarchais, instead of paying the debt, he procures a document that says, actually, before he died, we had an agreement that said I was cleared of all my debts and he was going to actually give me 15 grand to start something new. Seems fishy as hell to me. 
And the only heir to DuVernay, Count de Blanche or something like that, she was like, um, that's bullshit. So instead of you owing him money, he was going to give you money. Why would he sign that? She takes him to court. He wins the case, but then she appeals a year later and the new magistrate says, what? No, that's fishy. Our dude, Boo Marche tries to bribe him outright. Like, come on, judge. Just this was settled a year ago. Just take this money. He's like, fuck that. I'm a real judge. You can't bribe me. So he, he, he gets fucked. So he's got a new court case, new court date to settle this matter of the debt that he owed the guy that died, who he says, no, 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 no. He said, I didn't know him that right before he died. He said, I don't know him that he misses that court date because he spent three months in jail for sleeping with some Duke's mistress. They both were sleeping with the same mistress. The Duke was upset with him and sent him to jail for three months, something like that. So he missed the court date. So he's fucked. He gets out of court and, 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 um, and then he, he gets out of court. And now he's like suing the magistrate that ruled against him. It's a whole to do. They both, the new judge or new magistrate comes in and says, both you guys get the fuck out of here. And they, they sentence them to blame or shame. And they take away all his civil rights. So this dude, the Benjamin Franklin of France, Beaumarchais, now he's got his civil rights taken away. And he's like, this sucks. I really enjoyed having my rights. It was cool. He goes to the king. He says, yo, what can I do to get my rights back? King says, go to Britain and spy on this spy for me. There's a dude over there. I think he's backstabbing me. Uh, I need you to go watch him. Watch out. He goes to Britain to spy on this dude. And while he's there, he overhears all this little hubbub about how the Americans are revolting and there was a skirmish and there was a battle and the Americans are going to start a revolution. He brings that back to the king and he says, hey, I don't know about that one dude you sent me over there, but listen to this, listen to what I heard. And he hypes it up. The, American, the Americans are revolting. They're going to they're gonna beat the British. Like, we got to help them. Let's do it. Let's fuck the British. Let's use the Americans to fuck over the British because they're big rivals from the Seven Years' War and all that. So the French king goes, oh, Okay, cool. Let's do it. The French king and his cousin, who is the king of Spain, they have our dude, Beaumarchais, start a shell company. The shell company was called Roderique Hortales and Company. No way I said that right. So they start the shell company and in his name. So Beaumarchais, just to catch up, inventor, socialite, playwright, the Ben Franklin of France. He gets his civil rights taken away because he slept with a duke and he forged some statements obscuring his debt. Because of that, he now is running a shell company to help America fight the British so he can get back in the good graces of France and fuck over the British. The shell company buys all this ammunition from from France and from Spain. So the king of France, king of Spain, they go collect all their ammunition, all their shit they can, all the antiquated contents of armories, and they put it on the open market, kind of hush-hush. Like, hey, who wants to buy all, who wants to buy all these weapons for war? (laughs) Open market. And the shell company buys it. 
So they buy all the weapons and they ship it over to America and the Americans get it right before the Battle of Saratoga and they use it and they beat Britain in that battle. And in like some pictures and some drawings from that battle, you can see French cannons and shit. That's kind of like, I was fascinated by that. I was like, oh my God, this guy got himself in trouble and it led to fucking that. And then like part two is I didn't realize the American Revolution was what some could say a war by proxy for France. Like France went to war with Britain, but they just used the American Revolution as their battlefield and as their soldiers. Now, it really helped America out because we became a free country and all that, you know, but I didn't realize that. So like, listen to some of these stats, like the French supplied 90% of the gunpowder that the American army used They also sent over tents, uniforms, muskets, ammunition, and other supplies. And more importantly, the French Shell Company found military experts from across Europe and recruited them to the American cause, including names like Lafayette. If you've seen The Patriot, I believe that's the French dude who gets all dressed up nice. Von Steuben. French money paid their salaries and passage to the country, where they helped build forts, command artillery, and forged the American army into a fighting force that could confront the British army. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, you know, on July 4th, when everyone in America is celebrating um, freedom and, and, and the revolution and, you know, all of that and independence, you, you got to do a big hat tip to France. They fucking without them. I don't know if any of it happens. America loves to romanticize the image of these militiamen and these farmers taking their pitchforks and their squirrel shooters from atop the door frame and going out and fighting big, bad Britain. But, like, the French helped a ton. War by proxies are kind of interesting in general. Like, um, you know, America and Russia did it a lot. When Russia and Afghanistan were fighting it out and, and stuff like that. Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson's war. They... Supplied ammunition to Afghanistan to shoot down the fighter pilots and the helicopters and stuff. When, uh, like, the Russians, they helped out Viet Cong and during the Vietnam War. So, like, I didn't realize that the American Revolution was kind of like that. So, it was a rabbit hole I went down last night and I went down deeper into George Washington and some of the stuff he did as general and all that. And I was just, uh, but I'll, that's too deep. But yeah, basically, to sum it up, a French inventor and playwright secretly funded the American Revolution. Wild. That's the history rabbit hole for the episode. We did another rabbit hole uh, with Ant, kind of just like a society rabbit hole. I talked about the Borscht Belt because I found all these images uh, in the Catskill Mountains. And if I tell you any more right now, I'll step over everything. So I'll just throw it to the conversation with Ant. Uh, Borscht Belt, bam. Uh, so about this rabbit hole. Yeah. This is cool. But not really. But very cool. But it makes me sad. So it's all about, I f- it was on Reddit. And it's this artist who found old brochures of... Um, summer places in New York that don't exist anymore. And then he took pictures of the abandoned of them abandoned and matches them up. And then I, 
I was kind of interested on on all of these places. The pictures. So like this one's of the first picture is of a sw- indoor swimming pool. There's a little hot tub in the back left. There's people sitting next to the diving board. There's a girl uh, in a bathing suit walking out of the stairs, flirting with the guy in the back. Everyone, no one's actually swimming in that picture, huh? I guess because they were posing and they just wanted everything to be still. And then, and then the gift that this artist did, it's the same exact place. Like, it's very clearly the same exact place. But now it's an empty pool, graffiti. The windows are broken. There's graffiti everywhere, and the pool is full with trash. Like, full of trash. When it, when it flat, it really, like, messed. Like, I get... Um, like my heart drops, or not my heart drops, but I, I there's a, a there's a physical reaction I have when I first saw these, especially the first time. There's a bunch of others. The bowling one is the one that this one's good, but the other bowling one, like really fucks with me. It's a bowling alley. There's so many. I think the bowling one. Yeah, here it is. This one. There's a man sitting at the table keeping. Oh, dude, it, this fucks me up. I don't know why. And then so it's a bowling alley. Look at. One, bowling alleys, difference in bowling alleys. Now there's there's two rows of bowling balls that come out of the chute. Two, bowling ball return mechanics have been around for a while. I didn't realize that. Like that little, they go underneath and then they pop back up. That's cool. So anyway, the guy's keeping score and they're like bowling and it looks very 60s. And there's like a dress. <laughs> that guy's in a nerdy bowling stance. And then, and then it, it gifts, if you're watching on YouTube, we'll put it in here, it gifts to just the very exactly same bowling alley. Oh, and uh, it's deserted now. And it's just, you know, and check out the end of the lane, the top of the end of the lane, the, the little pink and the white and the little, it's like exactly the same painting still. You see it? Still, yeah. It still has that original color with the white and the yeah. pink. If you just, there. yeah, yeah. That's on top, right above the pins. That's like wow. the same exact thing. Same paint color. I guess the paint color of the ball return is the same. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the first one I saw. It fucks me up, dude. I don't know why. That one's like the best one. Like the fact that there's still so many seats. That's a big auditorium. I was trying to think. The passing of time messes me up, man. Like that everyone... We're just born in the time we live in, and that's all we know. And we'll never know what 2100 is like. 2100 or what? I mean, it's 2020 right now. I'm 30. So I'm not going to live for another 80 years. So that's 2100, right? So if I'm 30 now, this is a morbid fucking thing. Shout out to Jill, Death Pod. If I'm 31 right now, it's 2020. Say I live to 80. Say I live to 90. That means I got 60 years left. That brings me to 2080. I probably won't know what 2090 is like. I probably have no idea. That thought alone is weird. Like we have, no, I'm well, we don't know what 2095 is going to be like, and we just think we live in the best time. But if you go dial it back to like these people that were living in the 60s. That was just their time period. They lived in the most industrious and advanced time ever. Everyone ever has lived in the most industrious and advanced time of their age. It's just what you know. Like, you just get one shot at this, and then 
that's what you know. And it's crazy to me that these places hold so many memories or, like, they held so much, like, life, and now they're just nothing. But then, you know, it happens to you. Like, I could go back to my old house, and I don't think I'd be, like, a house I grew up in. I don't think I'd be, like, gut-wrenched to see it different than my memories. But for some reason, just this, these side-by-sides are like, oh, my God. I don't know. Weird. Messes me up. You know what I was thinking about? I think it's probably sad that... Um, so, the the... It, the all these places like if you ever seen uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel season two or Dirty Dancing is a more popular one, the Catskill Mountains. It was called the Borscht Belt, the Jewish Alps was a nickname, and it was where a lot of New Yorkers went for vacation. So I did a quick rabbit. Well, that one's cool. That building was so cool back then, and now it's like if you found that in the woods, you'd be like, "What the hell is this building? Yeah. Like, what is that? I don't know what that was." So. I did a bunch of research on, on what happened with all the people that vacationed in the Alps. or that, No, not the Alps. The Bor- it's called the Borscht Belt. It's like an hour, an hour, half away from New York City. And it was very uh, predominantly Jewish people would go there uh, on vacation in the summer. And someone read that, you know, it was, you know after World War II, all Jewish people came over and they just wanted to, like, indulge in Americana as best they can and assimilate. So this was their, like, they'd play tennis. They'd do comedy clubs. They'd... They'd go to the lake and stuff like that. And it was a, it was a hour and a half away from New York City. There was no uh, air conditioning in the city, and it was just disgusting. So people would go away for the week. Um, Post-Civil War, it started, and then it was really popular from the 20s to the, the 60s. Um, and, and there was two railroad lines that took people right there. And there was, like, all these cabins and places families would go. Uh, but what happened... Ooh. Am I there? Okay. What happened was, one, you can now take airplanes. So it's like, well, do you want to go an hour north to a lake or do you want to go to New Mexico or Jamaica or California? You know, like airplanes, once airplanes became public and easy and accessible, people wanted to go better places than just an hour north. And... Um, air conditioning started to come around, so the, the escape from the city wasn't as like needed, is what I read. Um, all that. I also read that there's some guy who started it said that uh, the people running the Catskills resorts came up with the idea of the all-inclusive vacation that cruise ships later copied. Like you come here, we'll take care of everything: entertainment, food, drinks. Like you just like you live here. It was cool. Um, it was awesome for the comedy scene. Comedians would go around the Borscht Belt and just, like, explode their careers. And then uh, this article said that in the 60s, a lot of the Jewish migration to Miami and L.A. helped bring the end to the Borscht Belt. A lot of people went, just went to live in the nicer places. But I was thinking that it's probably sad that vacation destinations like that like, it happens to everyone, but when, you know, if you grew up and you were going there in its heyday to those places with the pictures that we saw pre, and then, like, you know, trying to hang on to that and bring your kids and then their kids. And they said a lot of people, it just got associated with, like, older people because they were reliving their youth, and then their grandkids were like, no one likes that anymore. It's old. 
That's just a circle of life that's sad. Yeah. Like, your kids are going to hate what you like. That sucks. <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, well, I'm lucky because my mom's vacation spot is still our vacation spot. A lava at New Jersey. A lava at New Jersey? Lava let. It's like a small town, Jersey, short yeah. town. But, like, that's where my mom went and she spent her summers, and then that's where I spent my summers, and now my nephews are spent. So, like, we got that going. Hasn't changed. But some of you were like, let's probably go, let's go to the Catskills. And then their kids were like, no, it's old. Uh, but, yeah, those pictures are nuts. What's that? Especially during the summer. Yeah. Not like that anymore, though. It's not like, yeah. it's, but, like, that, that whole vacation style is weird to me. Like, you go and... It's like a share house. People still do share houses. Yeah. I don't know. Marvelous Miss Maisel, they said, is like the most accurate depiction of what day-to-day life was. Season two of that show. You ever seen that one? Never Pretty seen it. It's funny. I like it. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. A lot of, a few Amazon Prime shows, if you know, ever, ever have some free time. What you got? Utopia. Okay. Um, It's about... Conspiracy theories and kind of relates to the world now with Corona. Utopia. Is it new? Yeah. Oh, 2020. All right. And Hunters. That's the Nazi Hunters, right? Yeah. So I watched that, but I treated it like a secondary show, and I think I need to rewatch it and, like, watch. Yes. Yeah. The opening scene to that is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. The, the pool scene? Yeah, yeah. I remember thinking it had it had more of a... Um, it didn't have as gritty of a tone as I thought it was going to have. Like, once they start introducing all the hunters and the characters, there's a little bit of jokes and, like, fun to the tone of the show. Yeah. Which I thought it was going to be, like, I don't know, like, just, like, not Straight. That. Straight, like, yeah. serious. Like, more like... Um, did you ever see The Man in the High Castle? Which I didn't like that show, but it's very no, serious. I didn't like that one. People like it, I think. Wasn't oh. a fan. Uh, I think that's that's all. All right, I think that's everything. I think Ann and I just kind of closed the show. Um, I didn't get to do Hometown. I didn't get to do... Um, what else do we do? Hometown questions. I want to do those, you know. And... Yeah, give me your feedback. It's a much different show. Uh, Unfortunately, the live stream with me browsing through Google Maps and browsing through everything and doing it all live, it's just not feasible. So I apologize for everyone that is upset that it's not going to exist in that manner anymore. Um, But to anyone who's who's excited or, or happy with the new format, thanks. And if enough people are happy and excited with the new format, we'll keep it going. Rabbit holes, history, movies, film. I'd love to get questions and stuff going and all that. So that's that. Thank you guys very much. Hope you're all having a fantastic day. Have a great week. Try your hardest. Do your best. Don't. Let's see. I'll just. I'll just do a bunch of corny stuff right now. Uh, try your hardest. Do your best. But nothing matters. So don't get too upset. And don't sit on any compliments. Love you all. Goodbye.
lay me down and sing to me again shut my eyes with a song that will never end write it on my mind with that golden thread some things you don't Some things you don't forget. <laughs> <laughs>